Welcome to the Almost Monday podcast. I am the host, Elizabeth May, and today we're here with Fareshda of Moonwalk Health. Hi, um, I'm Fareshda. I'm a doctor of physical therapy and co-founder and CEO at Moonwalk Health. Tell us about the exciting things that you're doing at Moonwalk Health. So we are building the future of health and wellness, and that future is a partnership between humans and technology. We believe that AI is going to be our partners to help us unlock our full potential and uh, help us uh, thrive as humans on and off planet. So we are creating a virtual fitness instructor. It uses the camera on your phone. It can detect your movements in real time, analyze it, and give you real-time guidance and feedback and post-session metrics. Um, think of it as a tireless and meticulous instructor that's always available. That's amazing. That sounds like that's um, really innovative and really accessible for everyone, regardless of where you're in your home or on the go. That is so true, yeah. That's a, a big premise uh, of this technology is that it's very convenient. You might not have access to gyms or studios. You might be traveling or you might be on a casual long duration flight to Mars and you don't want to <laughs> lose your bone density and muscle mass and uh, due to effects of zero gravity. And uh, this technology is available anywhere and anytime to help you reach your goals. And how did you come up with this idea? Well, I, um, I graduated as a doctor of physical therapy and I had a moment of truth. I had to really reflect on my journey and where I want to be. And I noticed that, you know, working in a clinic is not for me. Visiting patients is not for me. And it's not fulfilling. Um, I admire my colleagues who do that and are at the trenches and at the forefront of everything caring for patients. I think it takes a certain quality. Um, but it's just not for me. And uh, I decided to still use my knowledge as a physical therapist, uh, still use the knowledge of human body, but uh, use it in a different setting and not a clinical setting. So I started exploring and I found this technology called computer vision and just noticed the potential there. That's really exciting. And what excited you most about the experience and being able to take your your passion mm -hmm. and coupling that with your education? Uh, well, it's a very creative journey. And uh, at the heart of it, we're empowering people. And that's very exciting to me. Uh, it's empowering to have a technology like this in your phone, in your pocket. It puts you in control of your own health and fitness journey. Uh, so that's a big part of it. And also, um, we are going towards the future of health and wellness. And that means personalization. I think that's a key word for the future. And uh, this technology is able to detect the unique needs of your body based on your performance. So there's nothing generic about it. And based on that, not only it gives you real-time guidance, it also gives you post-session reports of areas of improvement and how to get there. So it's, it creates this beautiful closed loop between the unique needs of your body and how to get better. And uh, you can just keep improving and unlock your potential. It's really amazing. So as the history of AI is really developing and, mm -hmm. and being created, mm -hmm. how did you take what's already been done and, and make it personal? And how do you really take that journey in, in that technology? Yeah, so we're when it comes to computer vision, we're uh, still at the early stages. Uh, we can detect certain 
parts of your body, but we can definitely advance that and make it uh, get better and better and to the point that we can even detect the nuances in your body, the curves, uh, the little movements, and really uh, create the intelligence that can be um, an expert in all of the movements, all the categories of fitness, and just be there for you as a partner when you're going uh, to your, um, or when you're, uh, you know, going towards your um, journey in fitness. So what is one of the biggest challenges that you're facing right, right now in your business mm -hmm. and what are you doing to solve it? So right now we're bootstrapping our business and um, one of the challenges is fundraising. It's very time consuming, very demanding. And the challenge there is that you have to just put all of your effort and focus into closing around and then we get to go back and actually build the business and build the technology. So it's very, very time consuming. And is that something that you had done before or is this a, a new aspect for you? This is my first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice would you have to someone who's going through that process themselves? Um, do you mean the fundraising or in general, the company? Both. What about starting your company um, and fundraising? Hmm. Uh, for fundraising, I think um, put a lot of um, focus on building relationships and nurture those relationships and invest in those uh, because down the line, if you've been a good company for people, they will be uh, willing to help you. And you need a lot of warm intros and a lot of connections. So it's a smart thing to just um, give and be a good friend. Um, and in general, I think, you know, it's amazing to have a vision and build it and just tussle. But at the same time, it's important to be in the moment as well and um, cherish the... Right now, this conversation that we're having, every moment that goes by, this is our life. So it's important to bring awareness and be present here now and really enjoy these moments and not just be fixated in, on a point in time in the future um, and just lose the the beautiful things that you have right now i think um that's something else that's been a topic as we've gone through um other podcasts mm -hmm. that living in the moment and appreciating where you're at is such a powerful and positive mindset yeah. um one of the things that came up is what is what is your why what is you know the importance of having a why yeah. um what would be your why Oh my God. I wish I could. I wish I had one answer for that. It's so complicated for me. And I envy those conversations where the guest gets asked this question. And they're like, yeah, this happened. And then I started this. It's not like that for me. Um, well, I, I think I can go back and I start by the fact that I'm coming from an immigrant background. My parents are from Afghanistan. They immigrated to Iran and I, I was born in Iran. And so I, I had to navigate between two different cultures and two different perspectives and pick and choose the good parts of it and come up with my own. Um, that's a big part of who I am. And um, it, it um, encouraged me to not always take the conventional path and you know look for new ways of doing things um maybe that's why i 
graduated and despite investing years of my time and energy and effort and money into my degree, you know, didn't end up uh, working in a clinical setting and doing what I'm doing right now. But you found your passion through that. Yes. And you seem happy. Oh yeah. I'm very, I feel very (laughs) fulfilled. Yes. That's very good. It's always nice when you can couple, you know, that living in the moment and, and feeling that fulfillment. That is so true. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, what time of day do you say you get your best work done? Okay. If I want to do something creative, um, there's something magical about when it's dark and quiet out there. So it's either very early in the morning or late at night. But then for the rest of my work, the emails, the meetings, uh, the executive work, like I, I'm fine doing those things throughout the day. But there are certain elements that if happen in my day, I, it, it just makes me feel amazing. So I live very close to the ocean. I live in Santa Monica. If I get to sit in front of the ocean and just stare at the vastness of it, it makes my day. Also, I love my cup of latte with oat milk. Uh, it just <laughs> makes me so happy. Comforting. So, yeah, it's a cup <laughs> of pleasure. Uh, that's the other element. Um, and also like getting a couple of hours of deep work done with no distraction, no social media, no phone. So rewarding. Yeah, so rewarding. You feel like you've accomplished so much. And, uh, and the last thing, which is super important to me, is uh, I've recently, I mean, recently, like a couple of months ago, I started weight training with YouTube at home with my ball of weights. And that just makes me feel amazing and internally strong. And uh, after that, I'm, I'm okay to sit for a couple of hours and do computer work. You definitely need to take, um, my, my kids school call them brain breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that time to refresh and give yourself get your blood flowing again in the day. Um, I, I, when I sit and work, I get in habits where I'm like, I've just sat here for 10 hours. <laughs> I'm yeah. focused and I'm in the moment. And I, I'm like, all right, I need to get up. I need to move. I need to yeah. take that little bit of self care and, mm-hmm. and awareness, but I can definitely dive in deep and focus. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the other side there. So what is one piece of advice that you would give out to people who are interested in starting a company or thinking about being a founder? Yeah, I think um, just find your community and surround yourself with other founders that can help you, not necessarily help you physically in your uh, company, but with advice, with direction, with connections. That's very important because it's a very lonely journey. And, uh, there are a lot of risks that, uh, you said, um, in our conversation. Yeah. Um, uh, community and the power of that is very important. Uh, another thing is that it's going to be hard and just, let's just accept it upfront and, uh, know that if you're focused, if you're invested in your startup, you'll, you'll figure it out. So. There's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and what would be something that you would say gave you that, that resiliency and that mindset of, I can do this, even though I know it's going to be hard. Can we go back again to my immigrant background? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's a blessing in disguise uh, to be born in that background and, um, there, it takes a lot of perseverance and a lot of resistance to, to be, uh, an immigrant and to live dual lives, um, different society, different, uh, family. 
and uh, it really was hard at the time but it set me up and made me ready for my entrepreneurial journey and obviously then moving from that culture to yeah. here was probably an adjustment as well exactly that is so true yeah so what would you say um is one of your favorite things to do in LA and what do you like here um i love the nature here so ocean um just walking next to it on the beach um hiking is my favorite but you know just um going out on a sunday morning having a cup of a cup of um coffee and reading a book is my my kind of day <laughs> what's a favorite book of yours right now i'm reading the cold start problem it's about how big companies like uber instagram started acquiring their first customers which is very hard when you have a platform and the premise of that platform is that join us there are a lot of amazing people here but when you're starting there's no one there so how do you manage that so for yourself what is your thoughts on on your start of mm -hmm. getting users to your platform we uh, believe that IRL events are very important, having face-to-face -face interactions. So we just did our first um, event and that's a part of our go-to-market strategy to just have these events, build our community, have really like an engaged community and we can support them, have good times with them. And uh, by the time we have our beta version, we also have a nice, beautiful community. I think that's amazing. It really comes back to that sense of community mm -hmm. and there's something to using technology, but also sitting here and having a face-to-face -face conversation that I don't know if we'll ever really get away from. And it's, it's definitely a conversation in AI and tech mm -hmm. that comes up a lot. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, uh, you cannot um, substitute humans with anything. Um, AI, the premise of AI and the promise of it is um, to help you and make you more optimized for your work and allow you to do things faster and more efficiently. And it's not to replace humans. So yeah, that's my take on it. <laughs> <laughs> and how have you found your community um, as, a, as a founder? Yeah, so I had a very interesting journey because I moved here. Uh, well, first of all, I moved to the U.S. and I went to the Georgia State. I went to the University of North Georgia and I graduated um, in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. And that was when I decided to move to L.A. I moved here and so there's no social scene, there's no that you just have to do Zoom meetings and it was really hard for me. But in 2021, when things started to move a little bit, I um, I just attended any events that I could and I followed up with the people and I uh, found my best friend in those events. And so, you know, one by one, little by little, I, I found my community. That's amazing. And as a founder, have you found your community in those real life events or are you still reaching out on Zooms or things like that? I prefer, especially now, I prefer to do in-person meetings. But uh, yeah, for, for convenience, uh, I from time to time, I take Zoom, Zoom calls as well. So what would be one of the challenges that you mm -hmm. face as a female founder? I think that it's a very lonely journey at this point of time. Um, I do know a lot of amazing female founders, but um, there's not a lot of us, you know, 
I hope that we we get to the we get to a place where um, it, the conversation moves away from the gender, and it's just about founders building amazing solutions and amazing companies. But in order to get there, we have to do, especially as female founders, we have to do a lot of work. We have to take our space and build amazing companies, and you know, become equal. I guess. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like you have to prove yourself, but at the yeah. end of the day. I've realized you have to prove yourself regardless of whether you're male or female. So really yeah. bringing your best to the table each and every day does kind of help that conversation move away from gender. Because, you know, as we were talking prior to the show, there's been a lot of amazing experiences, both with men and women mm -hmm. as founders, as co-founders and those partnerships. And again, that's not kind of something that is universal in the founder space. That's so true. Um, I think when we move away from proving ourselves, that's the goal. And just um, really getting into the art of expressing ourselves, building, being creative. That should be the goal. And hopefully we don't have to prove ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, in the tech space, what has been some of the challenges that you've faced? Obviously coming in from a different industry. Mm -hmm. How has this been challenging and exciting for you? Yeah, it's very interesting to me to um, find that intersection between physical therapy and technology, but then also realize that, oh my God, how much I don't know about technology and how it's different from humans, um, the way we approach as physical therapists, we approach uh, the human body and how we analyze it versus how the camera and the computer is going to analyze the human body. It's been a beautiful learning journey for me, uh, but it took um, a, a while for me to to understand it and just get into the depth of it. That's really exciting. What would you say is one of your, your biggest wins? Uh, our recent event was um, our biggest win, uh, or our recent win, um, where we really gathered a nice group of people. It was such a fun day and, and sun came out for us on Saturday. Um, you know, whereas the, the whole week it was cloudy here in LA. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a nice milestone for us to get some traction, have some real time events and introduce the technology to people and, and take it to the next level. What are you planning next on that front? Uh, we're going to have more monthly events and um, we're at the same time fundraising. So when we close our round, uh, we'll just build our beta version and release it hopefully very soon. Wonderful. And so what round of fundraising are you in? Pre-seed. Very exciting. And yes. so what is your, what is your raise if we have any listeners that are investors? Is it okay to say the number? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's 500k pre-seed. Yeah. Wonderful. And where are you at on your journey? Uh, we're just starting. So uh, we applied on Y Combinator and fingers crossed, we really <laughs> want to get in. Who doesn't? Um, and at the same time, we're talking to angel investors, pre-seed VCs, and yeah, we'll see what happens. Very exciting. Well, I wish you well on your journey on Thank that you. front. I have no doubt that you'll you'll crush that number soon. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what would you say is a favorite activity um, now that we're in the real world finally after COVID and mm. that you've discovered in LA? Um, 
I'm a boring girl. I'm so sorry. I just I love walking. I love going to coffee shops. I love the ocean. Um, yeah, those are. I have simple pleasures in my life. That's nice. <laughs> a favorite coffee shop? The Mitas in Santa Monica. Very nice. Yeah. I like Intelligentsia in Venice. It's been my oh, favorite. I've never been there. It's really good. I like their coffee at home as well. So that's yeah. cool. And Earth and Cafe never disappoints too. So Absolutely. Yeah. It's always nice. The food's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. So how can our listeners find you and support you on your journey for fundraising as well as check out um, your product? Beautiful. So if you're interested in what we're doing and you believe in our mission, you can find us um, on our website, moonwalk.health. And also you can follow us on Instagram, we.moonwalk. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me.